1: Welcome to
0: the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
1: I'm TNT, I'm dynamite, TNT, and I'll win the fight,
2: TNT, I'm a power load, TNT, that's
3: Yeah, Tom Day. I wish we were humping over putting the false narrative that America is systemically racist and every institution is targeting black Americans. I wish we were over the hump of that and putting that behind us because it doesn't square with the facts. Um, But that's that's not the case. Not only is it not being put behind us, as we predicted, that it was just the beginning. Of where we're at, we've got breaking news as it as it relates to that to share with you guys tonight, including a, an attempted murder with a knife of a teenager, and I'm not talking about the one that everybody was talking about today that happened in Ohio. Yeah. Here, here's a story that you, that's not getting any media play. We're going to talk about that. We've got to shift gears back to away from uh, what happened in Minneapolis and get back on something that the left would love for us to ignore, which is fraud Fauci and what has been going on with the abuse of a virus for power. We got to talk about that and more. 888-344-1170. If there's anything that you wanted to discuss tonight. Uh, yeah, we did see. Uh, Before we went live, that there was a shooting in Escondido here, which is a suburb of San Diego County. If you're not inside San Diego listening to me, that is North County, inland. And my man here is going to be researching that to make sure we've got all the information. It doesn't look as though it's anything that's going to further a narrative, so I don't think it's going to be picked up by the national media because it's not. It's not going to further the the agenda of the Black Lives Matter. But we're gonna we're gonna delve into it here. Speaking of the man, the myth, the legend, it's DJ Potato Skins i think they might have left
4: (laughs)
0: dj potato potato skins off the manifesto but
4: it'll be back winning winning
1: winning andrea is it just me or have the news day the 24-hour news cycles become absolutely exhausting
3: i'm war slap out i am war slap out my donuts that i ate before going live (laughs) didn't didn't even perk me up man (laughs)
1: <laughs> there is not enough coffee to no. get us through all the stories no
3: i might have to i might have to need me like a donut a liquid donut and have it like have an IV, IV pole here and like have it like direct drip right um yeah it's crazy and i know and and that's part of the plan right that's part of the play right to wear you down that's what narcissists it's always been part that's, of the play. Right. I mean, we, we have a government, uh, a deep state and a movement afoot that basically are all using the same tactics that narcissist uh, domestic abusers use. Right. And one of the things that they do is the tactic of just absolutely wearing you down because all abuse is about power. Right. It's about beating you down, destroying your will in order to get you compliant and submissive. And by wearing you down and destroying your will, that way they gain control. And we've got to stay in the fight. I know how tempting it is to say, you know what? It's so negative. I don't want to be aware of what's going on. Well, you can't. Right. I mean, I think it's important to to do to do things that lift your spirit, that help you stay hopeful, whether, you know, body, mind and spirit. We need to take care of our bodies and not just to fight viruses, but, you know, keep keep ourselves healthy spiritually, mentally and, and physically. But now is not the time for us. to sit back and become submissive or compliant because we're tired or we're lazy.
1: And as you and I talk about often, even off the scenes, you know, especially as Christians, the God, God that we believe, the God of the Bible, wants us to stay active.
3: Well, right. I mean, He said, "I did not, I, I give you a spirit of, of uh, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but one of courage." We we are called to action. We're not called to to comply, particularly particularly because compliance means a replacement of God with state. And it's one thing to be a respectful citizen and stop at the stoplight, pay taxes that you're required to pay, but we're not required to worship the government but i want to get i want to get into some some fallout on the the Chauvin verdict as i predicted i said that if he was found uh, if he was acquitted it would be uh, justification and excuse saying, see, America is systemically racist and cities will burn and riots will ensue. I said, if he is found guilty, they will say this is affirmation that America and confirmation that America is systemically racist. This isn't enough and we want more and more and more. Case in point, rioters in Portland last night smashed two, and, and this isn't even in Minneapolis. Portland, has Portland been without rioting? Has Portland been without smashing anything and looting? And where is the Department of Justice? Where is Christopher Ray, who continues to act as though the real domestic terrorist were people outside of the Capitol peacefully rallying, he continues to push the lie. Christopher Ray, by the way, knew before the impeachment that Brian Sicknick had died of natural causes. And yet he allowed 75 million Americans, he allowed President Trump and others to be declared domestic terrorists.
1: I was just going to bring that up, and there's all this rioting in places like Portland, and where are they? They're They're, nowhere to be found.
3: They're nowhere. Uh, They also should be, there's a rumble video going around of uh, Black Lives Matter uh, BLM people in Minneapolis saying, maybe we should start killing all white people. This is after they were bragging, uh, different BLM people on the microphone, one of them bragging about how they burned down the police station in Minneapolis. But people that question the outcome of election are the domestic terrorists. Black Lives Matter and Antifa are domestic terrorists. This is domestic terrorism. And this is the result of when you tell certain groups, when you tell African-Americans that they have no hope in this country because white Americans hate them. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to hate white Americans. And they're going to. And, and and I also use the reference. I said they got their pound of flesh at a show van. America was on trial, considered guilty in advance with no chance of, of being found innocent. And they're going to they're going to use this to go forward. One of the things you talked about last night in, in terms of Joe Biden and his remarks was that we're going to change the laws. Yep. We're going to change this going forward. And one of the things that he referenced was how long it took. Well, the reason why I think 11 months in the middle of a pandemic for for multiple counts of a murder charge against the cop. Speedy. I think it's pretty dang speedy. Right. We still don't even know the name of the cop on January 6th who shot an unarmed white woman.
1: You know what they want? They want no actual defense for the people that are being put on trial.
3: They, even worse than that. Case in point, C-Bus, as my family, I got families lived in Ohio a long time. We call Columbus c okay? See, so case in point, C-Bus. We hear immediately last night that, uh, uh, and, uh and, I don't. I, I actually didn't hear initial reports, but I know it's been characterized falsely. Of course, a nine one one call is placed. Let me tell you what happened first, then I'll tell you how it was falsely characterized. A nine one one call came in um, that there was uh, a fight and somebody was wielding a knife. Cops arrive on the scene. They don't know who or anybody there, who it was who called, but what they see is a sixteen year old young woman who's large, by the way. And when you're large, you've got you've got you know some physical power behind you. They see a large, uh, uh, teen young woman who physically looking at her could have been in her twenties, and she's wielding a knife and she's going to she's she's in the process of attempting to attack, and the cops pulled the trigger on her. They then tried to um, uh, provide some CPR, and she died later in in a hospital. The way that that has been characterized is even worse than I could have imagined on the heels of the Chauvin trial. To hear the spokesperson from for Joe Biden today, who I still haven't referred to with the P word, by the way. Let me read you her comments today. Well, first of all, the grandmother of the 16-year-old said, uh, gave a statement that was reported by the Daily Beast saying um, this was the grandmother saying that uh, the, the granddaughter, Makaya Mic- was in front of the house fending off a physical assault when police arrived and she had already dropped the knife in the yard. The police are going to lie. This is the grandmother. I'm so thankful that someone from the family was actually on the scene. Body cam footage showed that this grandmother was lying. We have body cam footage showing this doesn't stop. Benjamin Crump, the despicable Benjamin Crump. Remember him? He, he got his 50, He's got his, the, the launch of his fame off of Trayvon Martin and not it didn't, it didn't stop Benjamin Crump from characterizing it. As we breathe the collective sigh of relief today, a community in Columbus felt the sting of another police shooting as Columbus police killed an unarmed 15-year-old black girl named Micaiah. Another child lost. Another hashtag. Justice for Micaiah Bryant. These people don't care. Anything at all about uh, about facts? They don't care. Let me tell you, they don't care that had they not stopped this this young woman, she likely would have murdered another black person. They don't care about that. And c- they'll c-
1: try and discount the body cam footage every step of the way,
3: right? But but think about this for a moment. We've got now we've got Jen Psaki from the a White a spokesperson for the White House saying. Uh, The killing of a 16-year-old by the Columbus police is tragic. Quote, she was a child. 16-year-old. Is that a child to you? 16-year-old. That's a young woman. That's not a child. We know that police violence disproportionately impacts black police violence. The police were called to the scene because somebody was wielding a knife and they did their job. The violence was on the part of this black teenager trying to murder somebody. And let me tell you what nobody's talking about today this comes the day after in Cincinnati, which is two hours away from Columbus, they arrested a 13 year old who murdered another 13 year old stabbing her in the neck with a knife.
1: And what would it happen if those cops hadn't showed up?
3: Well, what, what is the message from from the Democrat Party today? What is the message of of the left today that you're not a, that a 16 year old wielding a knife is allowed to attempt murder because they're black? That's, that's basically the bottom line here, that a cop is not allowed to intervene. And do their when it, job. and job. Well, think about this. So, it, so, so now, that I guess this is, this is progress, that now a young woman can stab to death and murder somebody else because her skin is black? Is that your idea of justice? That's where we're at in this country. Let that sink in. We're gonna take a break, we come back, we gotta shift gears before I lose my mind over that. We've gone from judging people by the content of the character to where now you can attempt murder if you if, if you have a certain appearance, certain skin color. Wow.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show, and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E. Andrea K,
1: the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, it was good. It was good timing for me to take a break, y'all, because I was getting worked up over over all this. Chauvin trial and the injustice that is going on with this Black Lives Matter movement. But now I'm probably going to get even worked up more because now i got to talk about fraud. Fauci, right? And y'all know how much I detest that little dude.
1: Get those ear masks ready.
3: <laughs> um, but I'm actually super excited to have this guest with us because he's he's co-ho of a show that I watch every day on The Blaze. And let me tell y'all, if you're not watching the Steve Dace show, you were missing out on some of the best content anywhere. And they say I say that even though I'm sitting here doing a show on Salem uh, Media. Uh, they've got the number one book out in the country right now. Wow. And this, which means I guarantee you, this is the book that they don't want you to read. It's called Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. And uh, this is Todd Erzin. And he joins me now. Hi, Todd. Welcome to The Andrea K Show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. But quite frankly, I'm shocked. Gavin Newsom still lets you get a radio signal out to talk to people like me?
3: I mean, are you, you going to have to go to re-education camp after this? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you, if there was any way that he could crawl up on the tower and take us down, he would, my friend. But, but he's actually trying to play nice as much as he can, right? He's actually out today trying to cure us from the drought, hoping that that's going to stop him uh, from getting recalled. So he's trying to play nice with people. Uh, but I don't think it's going to... To save him Todd um, but Fauci he's kind of thinking he's like Fauci because that dude should be long gone too but unfortunately with these bureaucrats we can't recall these dudes they sit underground in our government for like 30 40 years doing absolutely nothing getting increases in their salary every year Fauci's like the number one um, highest, highest paid dude in our government right wrong on everything never solved any problem never put a stethoscope to a patient and yet he's still walking around right
2: Boy, do you understand this book, because this book really isn't fundamentally about Fauci or COVID. He's not uniquely uh, evil. And as frustrating as COVID is, it's just the latest in a long line of Pyrenees and more are going to come unless we change what you just Said, we've over time allowed way too many so called experts take over every aspect of our lives while we, the people, put this whole thing on cruise control. And the introduction to this book is about how, why we had to expect this was going to happen sooner or later. Before COVID, you and I, did we, did you, I'm 48, I don't know how old you are, I never thought I'd be arguing about who gets to use what bathroom or play on what sports team, but there we were because now the experts were saying there's no such thing as gender Mm -hmm. and we sit here and take it we need to take our country back by fundamentally taking back our institutions both public and private look what big pharma is doing to us look what big tech is doing to us all of it otherwise there's no return to normal even when covid goes away the next thing is going to hit us in the
3: face well, yeah, they—they are—they uh, never had any intention for us to be to be a return to normal. I was—I took a lot of heat over a year ago when I said that none of this made sense. Uh, I was anti-lockdown before anybody even started floating that word, and I actually did one of the first reports of anybody that I know on this. But when it first started breaking in Wuhan, in Wuhan, I had the head of the American Society, uh, American Association for Physicians and Surgeons, on my show because i was like you know because i used to do annual i did annual flu reports every year right um so you know public health is something that i've done i've done topics on to educate people and but you know um I was concerned I like to educate people and then let people make a choice for themselves right as to what's happening and, and what's going on and so I was somebody that had, was already aware of the realities of the flu so when people started pushing out um, that millions of people could die I was like hold up hold up on that it didn't make sense to me Todd. Erzin, well, that the that the people right. that, that were the people that were telling us that we have to shut things down, we have to we have to to take your job away from you, we have to shut down restaurants because we don't know what this virus can do. Well, then how can you know that you need to shut us down? Then how can you know that lockdowns are going to work? Now, then so and then I had so many even conservatives. We're in this pickle, Erzin, not just because of these bureaucrats, but also because we got a lot of conservatives that allowed uh, Fauci and others to push the panic button in our brains. And once you get once you get people in that state of fight or flight, it's hard to get it back.
2: Oh, my goodness. You understand this. I, I remember sitting in the mall more than a year ago. I was there uh, helping. I took my family there. My uh, my daughters were shopping for uh, home co- or prom dresses uh, with my wife. And I went up and I uh, I got a drink and I was sitting there looking at my Twitter feed and watching TV. And I was seeing uh, I was at a full mall. But I was seeing people panicking and saying, oh, my God, why are the malls full? People are going to die. And I knew, just like you said, all of these conservatives are losing their mind. And that's when I knew that we were in big trouble. But you know who didn't think we were in big trouble at that same time? Fauci himself. He said there was no need to mask up. He said there was no such thing as uh, asymptomatic spread. And within a matter of weeks, he changed his mind and said this thing was going to be an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had no new science, no new data to support that. And you're absolutely right. A flu, a way of reporting uh, uh flu. Is, was dialed up to 11, was put on steroids, and, and we've, we've been so conditioned over time to accept worst-case scenarios that mm-hmm. have absolutely nothing to do with the real data, and that's not just a problem of science. Again, we were conditioned for this, and
3: like Rahm Emanuel said, they never let a good crisis go to waste. Right. Once they got us to accept masks, really, that was the ultimate conditioning. I said from the jump, that's a mind-control device. And um, Trump made an enormous mistake when he when he agreed to the 14 days because he should have had uh, and I don't know if you talk about this in the book in terms of what went on with the task force. I don't know if you address that at all. Um, but I think Trump trusted them and he shouldn't have. And I think part of the reason why Fauci is now this celebrity is because he was given uh, credibility that shouldn't have been afforded to him by President Trump And the sec- I, I, almost as though Trump handed him his presidency and gave the power of the United States government to Fauci. It was the second it was 14 days. We all knew, right, that they were never going to release the the grip on us. Um, Do you get into any of that in the book?
2: You described two chapters. We have a deep-throw chapter. Uh, Steve uh, base has uh, multiple sources within the former White House that uh, he uh, spoke with. They're all anonymous uh, in the book, but this is an amalgamation of uh, everything that they uh, told us. And then we have a chapter about, uh, we call it uh, President Fauci, and that that's what Trump did. He, he basically signed his own death notice uh, by allowing Fauci to go on and on and on. This is the guy famous for more than anything else saying you're fired on a popular TV show. And he never told Fauci he should be fired. The 14 days is one thing. Hey, I shared your skepticism. uh, But a lot of people would have been willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for that. But once it became 30 days to stop the spread, uh, yeah, then Game over. Uh And there's all, all kinds of people at that point turned it into the cult of Fauci. would mm-hmm. believe anything he said. And we're a year plus into this when we have all kinds of data. You know, there's this place called Sweden that has been turned into the lost city of Atlantis. And we simply could have done. Uh, heroic measures to protect the most vulnerable, but short of that, done almost nothing. And at worst, we'd be in the same point we are now, but with none of the economic, psychological, and emotional damage that we now have, not to mention suspending all manner of fundamental constitutional rights. Yeah,
3: the second that Fauci uh, said that he had lied about pushing the the mask, he should have been absolutely fired and and removed from office. And he wasn't. In fact, Mike Pence even did did another press conference in him even into December Uh, we can survive Fauci though I'm not sure that we can survive the people that on top of everything that you already just described still actually believe in him and uh, and, and I wanted you guys on I wanted you on to to talk about the book because knowledge is everything and the more people who understand the truth and the facts the better and maybe we can take our country back but there's a certain percentage of the population that are absolutely on board they're out there they're out there showing their arms and and I don't know if you get into the vaccine uh, but it's like, yay, look at my arm, you know, all distorted and twisted and bubbling underneath the, uh, the surface. This must mean the antibodies are working and yay me. And, you know, it, it, which is basically an extension of, of Fauci, right? Um, you know, uh, our freedoms have been taken away from us. At, at Atlas said, Dr. Atlas said at one point, this is happening to you because you let it, you need to take your freedoms back. You guys are putting out the facts in your book, that dispel all the the fauci myths, then how do we take our freedoms back?
2: Well. We, this this book is fundamentally, as I said, about we the people. You are right. We have more than 200 citations in this book when there's uh, 180 uh, pages. This thing is a, if you, Martin Luther's 95 thesis, and I'm a Catholic guy saying this, nailed up to the door. You must contend with this. Don't just yell science at me. Don't just yell trust the experts at me. Argue with this. Uh, Fauci has contradicted uh, a Almost every fundamental point he said in January about this virus. We know that there's experts from Oxford, from Stanford, from Harvard, who have disagreed with Fauci all along? Why have we memory hold them? Why have we turned, Ben, like you said, Scott Atlas into villains, when he's actually the public policy expert? He's not an epidemiologist, but scientists aren't supposed to be running this country. It is people who balance all the various variables that go to making this thing go. And you saw how much contempt Fauci had for that notion when he uh, and Jim Jordan got into Mm -hmm. a tussle recently. Any pushback on Fauci that dares to diminish his spotlight gets him hostile and insecure and he acts like a middle school uh, kid who's in a petty playground brawl. I can't believe we've given over this much of our identity. I and mean, especially listen, we're the most educated we've ever been as a people in terms of the amount of time we spend in school uh, and the most people spend in school, but we're more ignorant than ever. The founding fathers relied on a we the people who are an agrarian society, but they have fundamentally fundamentally understood uh, the rights that uh, we need to hold dear and taking back, at that time, taking back our lives from an expert class with an aristocracy and a monarchy that was out of control. Well, we have every bit the same problem now. They plan to rule us, this current expert class, just like that one did. And if we
3: don't do something about this fast, we will be at a point of no return. Let me ask you a question before I have to let you go. I'm sure you are familiar with uh, Dr. Michael Yadin, who is the former vice president of Pfizer has spent 30 something years there working in uh, viral d- diseases then he left and did a did a biotech company that he sold for $335 million he said your government's been lying to you every step of the way uh, he, uh, he from the masks to the distancing to lockdowns to asymptomatic spread he now says that the variants are the latest lie uh, that will be used and he theorized that the reason for that is because that way uh, they will be able to, to maximize panic to continue the power so that they can go from uh, without any testing whatsoever to go from the computer to your arm. And that even if he's not correct in his in in his uh, assumption or prediction, um, that all of this is a setup to be able to inject us with whatever they want in order to take out certain parts of the population it, whenever they want. The very fact that that's a possibility means we need to push back against this. Um, that frightened the heck out of me. Do you, th- you know, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you think there's any merit to that concern?
2: I think there's merit because right now we have a scientific class, as I said, who before we had ever heard of a COVID just within the last five years has tried to make us choke down their version of there's no such thing as gender. A boy isn't really a boy, a girl isn't really a girl. Once you've reached that point, you will believe anything. So I that does, that's not remotely insane or crazy to think that that might be on the mind, if not all, of of some of those who seek to read fundamentally redefine reality and our place
3: in it as an average citizen. Does your book? Last question. Does your book uh, theorize uh, what his endgame goal is? What Fauci's endgame goal? Yes. Is,
2: again. He, he's not uniquely evil. He, he, his end game goal is the same as most of the bureaucrats that are right there in your local school board in San Diego or here in Des Moines. They get involved uh, because they, they don't respect we the people in any way, shape or form. They are drunk on controlling other people's lives. And that's where they get their meaning, their sense of meaning, their deepest sense of meaning. That's why the last chapter of our book is the call. Of Fauci. Mm -hmm. We are actually dealing with a uh, religion. We are dealing with cultish tendencies of, of, of dominating other people. And if we don't recognize that, we have no hope of stopping them because you must ultimately at least match their uh, energy level, their passion level uh, with the truth, of course. Uh, But there's all kinds of people who believe this is nonsense right now, but they're just too comfortable. They don't they're too insecure. They don't want to get up. They don't want to fight. If we if we don't figure that out, uh, game over. And 80 year old wimps like Fauci. Uh, are ultimately going to be the ones winning this ballgame.
3: Well, everybody needs to get the book. It's Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. Um, this is a disturbing stat for you listeners. Nearly 70% of Dems think you have a nearly 50% chance of being hospitalized if you get COVID. They, the, the Part of the, the Fauci and game here has been to keep the facts about uh, with, the, with the media spokes, to keep the facts about this virus. Let me tell you, whatever age group you're in, at least a 99.5% chance of recovery. Well, you have a better chance of beating it with your own immune system with 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 this vaccine but it should be your choice wearing a mask should be your choice your children going to schools should be your choice how you practice your religion in your home or outside should be your choice and all of your freedoms have been taken away under the banner of fraud fauci thank you guys so much for what you do your show is my favorite i watch you guys every day and it's an honor to have you on my show tonight todd and
2: That's humbling to hear from you because you know your stuff, sister. So keep preaching.
3: Thank you so much. All right. Now y'all stay tuned. We got more to talk about on tonight's Andrea K. show. So y'all don't go away.
0: Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page
1: at Andrea K, Kay.
0: Spelled K-A-Y-E.
1: Andrea K, Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, getting back to the C-Bus, Columbus uh, um, police shooting of a 16-year-old. Um it, it, I would hope that, uh, of course the the family member uh, the family members of the sixteen year old are grieving today, right?
1: Oh, that that goes without saying, yes.
3: But uh, you know, I would I would actually venture that if you had a son that was in the process of of attempting to murder somebody and the cops came upon the scene, that you you, um, I probably shouldn't put you on the spot here, but you know. I'm sure you would want your son to live, but would you really want your son to be murdering somebody? Would you, if the cops had, if the cops uh, shot your son in the course to stop him from murdering somebody, would you blame the cops or would you blame blame your son?
1: I will tell you right now because this is how I've always raised my kids. Of course, I would not want my kids to to die uh, no matter what the of circumstance. Course. But I have always taught them that if you do something that is wrong, if you do something that is against the law, unfortunately, you have to live with those consequences. And if it ends up costing them their life, as sad as that would be, that's not on the cops. That's on them.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around the I idea that. that anybody right now is trying to act as though that 16-year-old is the victim here. And this, this, and the family that's supposed he's so upset is talking about the fact that um, and, and I think Jen Saki referenced it uh, that the 16 year old had been in foster care why You know, we getting back to school shootings. I've said many times I I grew up in the South where where boys used to roll up in their trucks with loaded gun racks in the back. Those guns never got off the back of the truck and ended up shooting up anybody. We have a cultural problem going on right now. Uh, Jen Psaki said that that uh, police violence is disproportionately affecting the black. The black community is disproportionately committing the crimes in this country. And actually, yet they're still less likely to be shot by the police. Then somebody who's white. Let me read you uh, a a story um, of a tale of two, a tale of two uh, victims here. Did you have you heard about somebody named Tony Tempa? No, I have not. All right. Uh, George Floyd restrained with a knee for eight minutes. Tony Tempa, white, uh, restrained with a knee for 14 minutes. George Floyd, high with fatal levels of fentanyl and meth. Tony Tempa, high on cocaine. George Floyd resisted arrest. Tony Tempa resisted arrest. George Floyd, I can't breathe. He was heard saying. Uh, Tony Tempa, you're going to kill me. George Floyd, no evidence of racial motivation. Tony Tempa, no evidence of racial motivation. George Floyd. History of serious criminal activity. Tony Tempa history of serious mental illness. George Floyd officer convicted of murder. Tony Tempa charges dropped against officers. And,
1: you know, what's interesting about that is the fact that I don't know until now who Tony Tempa is.
3: Never heard of him, did you? There's also a white person who was shot by a cop who who was being detained in a a police headquarters where the cop accidentally pulled pulled his gun out instead of a taser. And there were no charges that were filed against him as well. So that that so the inequities there like we've got this black cop who killed Ashley Babbitt in, in DC we still don't, we knew the name of this this officer in Columbus within quickly like that but like that we still don't know the name of this this black officer and then um I can never remember this guy's name I don't follow. who's the the big goofy-looking dude NBA player from from Cleveland
1: I don't follow basketball. Are you talking about LeBron James? Yes,
3: thank you. So he tweets oh, out.
1: Oh, I, I printed that for you today. I was blown away.
3: He, yeah, he tweeted He tweeted out, you're next about this cop.
1: And then deleted And it.
3: then he deleted it, of oh, course. Oh, but too bad, we got Put, screenshots. Right, yeah, I- exactly. The left does not care. This isn't about rule of law. This is about power. A- Alexandria Ocasio-Ortiz or- said, you know, that, wh- this isn't even accountability. So what is?
1: And what about the insurrection on January sixth again?
3: Where, where we got to be really asking? Or nobody was allowed to ask any questions about Obama when he said he wanted to transform this country. Where is? It, where is? Who's got the guts in the mainstream media to be asking the black community? What is your end game here? What is your definition of accountability? What? What? Ex, how exactly do you want to change the laws here? How in the world is it okay? For a 16 year old, 16 year olds get tried as adults all the time for murder. Why is it that we are now being told? I, I, I I can, I can only interpret the reaction of the left today from this, this Columbus. And I said it earlier in the show. I can only, I can only, uh, interpret the reaction of the shooting of the police of this 16 year old in Columbus. Those criticizing it, I can, that it's now, um, uh, Black teenagers are allowed to, you know, attempt to murder somebody with a knife. Uh, we're going to quickly go to the phones before we take a break. Joel from La Mesa is on the line. Hi, Joel. Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
4: Hey, Andrea. This is Joel. Yeah, I'm a I'm a black guy with a, an opinion. Good. And let me just let me just say this. I've called before. You guys know me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the problem in the black community is fatherlessness. Thank you. When 70% of black babies born. Think about this. 70% are born to single mothers. That This kid, Toledo, that was shot in Chicago. I'm a black, I have two sons. There's no way my 13-year-old son is going to be out at 3 a.m. with a gun. Mm-hmm. It would, it's, It would be impossible for my
3: son to be out like that. Or I'd be out with a gun looking for him. <laughs> or a switch and you'd be ready <laughs> my daddy would have been out with, with a switch looking for me ready to take it to me I, you're, uh, I don't exactly. know if you non-Southerners uh, ever ever had to deal with a switch no. <laughs> and, and, and so the problem
4: is this whenever we cry racism for everything then that that means this that we are now saying that we're not going to take into account accidents tragedies split second moment, uh, And so we're just going to discount all of those factors and say, it's all racially motivated. And if it's all racist, then there is no racism. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, let me okay? ask you this. Let me ask you this, because clearly, uh, if they want accountability of police, I, I, I want, I, I'm all for individual, uh, to me, America was founded on this concept, individual liberty and individual accountability and responsibility. I'm all for that. If the if anybody does a crime, I expect them to be prosecuted. I expect them to, them to uh, the, the burden of proof to be put on the state, Who uh, you know, whether, you know, um, at whatever court it's in, um, where why is it that the, the the Black Lives Matter movement and the left are wanting to um, basically I, I can only interpret that the movement today is that black people should not be held accountable for any crimes that they commit.
1: Well, where's the accountability time. for
3: the, for? Where's excuse me for interrupting? Let me rephrase. It. Where's the accountability uh, being expected on um, this girl, 16 year old the, the, to be held responsible for her actions or George Floyd for his criminal history and what he did, what he did that contributed to his death or Jacob Blake or like you talked about Adam Toledo? Why is it that so many in the black community today are acting as though uh, they don't have to accept responsibility?
4: Well, the, and and the thing is, it's it's big time payback. That's all it is. Mm. It's it's the OJ trial all over again. So we're we're going to discount the fact that. Here is the sad thing: the majority of these shootings are in the midst of a
3: crime being committed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's the majority. Let me that, ask that, you. Let what? me ask you another question before I gotta let you go. How is it that you're? Um, Able to bring rational thought, reason, critical thinking to the situation, and there's so many on the streets that flat out actually believe. Right, they can't do that. They actually believe that the United States of America, every police department in the United States of America, is like roaming around every day looking for a black person to take down. It's irrational. Why? How it, are you able to see see what's really going on, and they're not?
4: It's just because uh, I dare to read. When I was 18, growing up in Columbus, Ohio, I wanted to vote, and I read the Democratic plank versus the Republican plank. The first person I voted for in 80, nobody in my family was Republican but, but me. I voted for Ronald Reagan because I read, mm, I mm-hmm. looked at the fact. Let me tell you something. There are 380 million police stops that take place. 380 million. And when you count how many shootings there were, That doesn't compare Mm -hmm. to how many incidents or encounters they have with the black
3: community. The numbers are. If they don't even match. Well, I I think that um, it's clear to me that there's a Breonna Taylor's family, by the way, um, somebody else's family, uh, not might have been George Floyd, no, Michael Brown's family and Breonna Taylor's family is is putting the pressure on Black Lives Matter, saying, "Where's all the money you raised off of our family situations?" I'm hoping more people um, in this, this Black Lives Matters movement, uh, kids that are out, young people that that aren't thinking clearly, that have just been their emotions have been yanked around by by this false narrative are going to going to wake up and to, to the reality of what's going on there. Because to me, I look at this and I go, this Black Lives Matter movement can't care about black people because they would be telling black people, don't resist arrest, because if you do, you've got a chance of dying and we care about your life. And if you've been falsely arrested, we're raising money and we will defend you. But they're not doing that. That makes me think that they actually want the, the death count, uh, you know, at the hands of the police to go up or wouldn't they be telling them that?
4: Of course. You see, everybody now is out supporting the narrative. The facts be damned. Mm-hmm. So when truth comes out about, for example, this right kid and, and all that he was doing to get himself shot, we can't accept that because the narrative has already been presented. Notice how they get the narrative out quick mm-hmm. yeah, without facts. And yeah. so everyone bites on the narrative. Yeah. And 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 so facts be damned, and so everyone now is out supporting the narrative that says there's racism in the streets and blacks are targeted.
3: Yeah. And
4: and, and in our community, if you go against the narrative, I know I've been blasted many times for challenging the narrative, just challenging it. I I've, I've been arrested by the police for having something hanging from my my rearview mirror. And you want to know something? I had a Bitch, one because I didn't appear for a smog device. The police officer handcuffed me, took me to my house, uncuffed me so I could go in and ask for the bail money, and then took me to the jail to pay the bail on a Saturday morning, whereas I would have had to stay in jail all weekend. That's what happened to me as an 18 year old black man with a police officer.
3: Well, um, you know, that that to me, when I hear that, I got to tell you, I'm thinking of times where, you know, um, I was kind of harassed. You know, I'm thinking that's just part of the police's role to go out and get money uh, for the city. Um, I mean, but but they did something for me that no one was. He took me to my home. So that, I could yeah. the yeah. Well, that was nice. Well, you know what, Joel? I wish I had. <laughs> you got to call more often because I just really appreciate yeah. you. And I and I'm out of time here. That's a really okay, good story. Dear. Thank you, honey. That's a good story that he told. Yeah, he took him to his home. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K-Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E.
1: You're listening to the Andrea K-Show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrew Kay show. OK, so we've got this movement going on um, where basically, you know, the left this Marxist Black Lives Matter is an avowed Marxist organization. We know that what they're what they're about uh, trying to destroy the fabric of our, of our country for power. Um, and in the course of that, basically trying to set the stage that black people can't be arrested, you know, or, or, you know, held accountable even when they're trying to murder somebody. So you got that going on. You know that the Democrats are going to try to pack the court. You know that they're going to go after our guns, right? How scary. It, it, the police, they're trying to defund everywhere, right? To leave us as citizens unarmed with, you know. And completely vi- helpless. <laughs> 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 helpless. Meanwhile, the squad has been spending buku bucks on personal security. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah, because see, the elite, the elites, they're not going to have to worry about uh, violence in the streets. No. They want to leave you facing violence and no, no ability to defend yourself. Hey, thanks for being here. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific.
0: Your home mortgage could be the key to your financial security, but you need expert guidance to know how to use it, like Deborah McNaughton on the Money Manager Program.
3: There are secrets out there. If you have a zero-cost closing cost loan, your interest rate's going to be...